0: Stampede. Garner is number 92 Recorded 4 for 2021
1: Old and Chairs got me by my side Fetch me that gin, son For I tan your
2: hide
1: I can't get from this cabin I ain't going nowhere Just set me here, grabbing at the flies round this rocking
2: chair,
1: my dear old Aunt Harriet. How long in heaven you been? Send me sweet chariot for the end of these troubles I see. Old rocking cherry, he get it, he get it. Judgment day, shared Into my rocking
2: chair
0: Racial divide in this country is no joke, and actually, racial-cultural separation exists in lots of societies. In America, people say diversity is what is needed, but that old bugaboo of the unwritten sign saying, this belongs to my culture, and I don't like you coming from a different culture using it. Recently, some people have been saying the problem is with white adult males. Now, that's a description of me. I'm a white adult male, and it is true I sometimes catch myself saying I like my culture. But on Garner Isn't, I play music from a variety of creative musicians and composers because their work is beautiful. I'm an artist, and I've spent a lifetime looking and seeing beautiful things. And I confess, being a white adult male, I don't appreciate politicians saying I'm the problem with what's wrong with America. I recently heard a black woman accusing a white woman for adopting a black hairstyle, saying she had no right to do that. I didn't see a picture of what the white woman had done to her hair, but since I've known a lot of black women, I know many have openly expressed dissatisfaction with what they do with their own hair. And as a true story, I've taken black women who loved going to stores where wigs are sold, and I've spent time with them as they tried on a variety of wigs, all of which were wigs that can only be described as belonging to white women hair. Blonde curly wigs, straight long red hair, brown stylish wigs that they could not possibly have created with their own hair. Now, this is a true story, and it wasn't with just one black woman. I knew it was with several, all wanting to wear hairstyles that I can only describe as belonging to white women.
1: The old man's asleep. Don't make a sound Watch where you're creeping You're walking like the whole house is falling down The old man's asleep Take off your shoes Don't even peep in If you wake him up He will blow a fuse Look out for that rocking chair While you nearly tripped And hit it Look out for that slippery stair. Now you did it Shhh I think he's awakened He's right down this hall But wait, have we been taken while the old man isn't even home at all The old man's asleep
2: Shh. My feet are killing me Well,
1: take off your shoes Shh.
2: Stop that leaping man Yeah,
1: don't even peep in If you wake him up, he will blow a fuse
2: Look out for that rocking chair You need Every step.
1: Oh, now you did it. Shh, shh. I think he's awakened. Shh, shh. He's right down this hall. But wait, have we been taken? Why the old man's
2: out?
0: Living in America, I can be described as the problem because I'm an old, white, adult male. But when I was younger, I wasn't unattractive. I was trim and fit with a handsome face. I'm not bragging, but some women called me handsome. But I wasn't a Cary Grant or a Gary Cooper, But then again, I didn't look like Charles Lawton or Sidney Greenstreet. No, I was what you would call a genuinely good-looking young white male American. And I know it isn't polite talking about my sexual life as a young man, but since I've been accused of being the problem with America for being an old white adult male— I feel compelled to justify my existence, and what better way than to describe my very non-discriminatory attitude toward women when I was young, handsome, and sexually active. But before I tell you how I behaved when I was young, I should defend my present state of affairs as an old white adult male. It's true, I'm not as spry as I once was. And I'm sure when I was young, the women I went out with were attracted to my athletic body. And maybe that's at the root of this problem. The young, sexually active women of color who are in the U.S. Congress Accusing white old men for being the problem in America are really concerned because their sexual drives can't be met with dried-up old white men. They need to be fulfilled with sexually active young black men. Yeah, AOC in Congress is complaining about old white men when in fact what she wants in curing the problem with America are lots of young black men who are sexually pumped up. But that's her problem. And I feel uncomfortable attacking the various black women legislators in the U.S. Congress because they have to be sexually satisfied. And... Old white men can't do it for them. Now, that's a very racially charged thing for me to say. But believe me, I had sexual relations with lots of black women when I was a young white man.
1: Memphis in June A shady veranda Under a Sunday blue sky Memphis in June And cousin Amanda's Making a rhubarb pie I can hear the clock inside A tickin' and a talkin' Everything is peacefully dander I can see old granny cross the street Still a-rockin' watching the neighbors go by Memphis in June With sweet oleander Blowing perfume in the air Up jumps a moon To make it that much grander It's paradise Brother, take my advice Nothing's half as nice as Memphis In June In June With sweet oleander Blowing perfume In the air Up jumps the moon To make it that much grander It's paradise Brother, take my advice Nothing's half as nice As Memphis In
0: did I just cause me to be liable for damages? Did I just slander black congresswomen who have said old white men are the problem in America? Well, maybe I did. And personally, I could say worse things about Who are really the problems in this country? I don't like people saying who's causing the problems, because it's easy to lay blame, especially if your race has been taken advantage of. And if you're a black person in this country, the white men who helped to free your ancestors and said you deserve 40 acres of land and a mule, may not have paid you enough. So go ahead and demand more. Not that it will make that much difference. Because if thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, died coming over in slave ships, sold into slavery by fellow black Africans, to white slave traders, then reparations ought to start by getting it from the black Africans that live in the west coast of Africa. But maybe black Americans would like to blame white old men for why they're due some payback. It's difficult how you justify an injustice. Now, take me, for example. I believe everybody should be treated with respect, but that isn't always easy to do, because in this world, nothing is the same. I'm not like you, and you're not like me. And no matter how much some people want to prove how they're like each other, that's a difficult thing to achieve. If you want reparations, then you've got to start looking for it with the original sin. And that's a nasty nut to crack, because you'd have to go back to black Africa and first get what you're due from the black Africans that rounded up fellow Africans to be sold into slavery. Now, that's a rough road for black Americans to have to travel. You see, you might be much better off inculcating and acting like you're just like white folks.
1: Who killed her? Who killed a black widow? Who took a broom and a frying pan? They hit her on the heat and took it on the lamb. Who killed her? Who killed the black widow? Who beat her up till she was dating? Left poor me in a jam. You see, I'm a district attorney, a very intelligent mouse. How could that villain escape me when I was right here in the house? Who
0: killed him? There's a long standing practice in politics, and it goes a little like this. When things go wrong, deny everything. Divert attention, and if that doesn't work, blame it on someone else. Now, when it comes to black women politicians blaming old white men for what's wrong with America, it could be they're trying to divert attention from their own constituency's shortcomings. if. You've represented black populations in American major cities like Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, New York, Los Angeles, or any other number of metropolitan centers with black populations. The statistics aren't looking good, and black politicians can try to attribute it to old white men. Well, I seriously doubt if that's the cause. If you're a black woman politician, you don't want to face the facts. If there's a problem, blame it on someone else. On the west side of Chicago, you could have 40 killings during a weekend. Well, I think the north side has few or none. And that's not just a one-time occurrence. No, those kinds of statistics keep showing up for decades. Now, simply put, do struggling white families say they want to move into black neighborhoods in Chicago? I don't think so. Do struggling black families want to move into all white neighborhoods? Of course they do. But the awful truth is discrimination in housing, education, and employment prohibit blacks from entering into white culture. With America's equity, it's perceived that there aren't differences between cultures, that everybody is the same, that if you equalize everything, the problems of discrimination will go away. In higher educational institutions, it's called diversifying, where student enrollment is no longer based on scholastic qualifications. In other words, no matter the ability of an individual's intellect, admittance is based on a different qualification. Recently, I heard... Harvard University refused admittance of Asian students because of their high scholastic abilities and, if admitted, would change the school's enrollment diversity. That's not the fault of old white men.
1: Of a very unfortunate color man Who got rested down in old Hong Kong He got 20 years' privilege taken away from him When he kicked old Buddha's gone And now he's bobbing a piano Just to raise the price Of a ticket to the land of the free Well, he say his home's in Fresco Where they send the rice But it's really intense See, that's why he said I need someone to love me Need somebody to carry me home To San Francisco And bury my body there Oh, I need someone to land me A $50 bill And then I leave Hong Kong Far behind me For happiness Once again Won't someone Believe I begin To see that bay again But when I Try to leave Sweet opium Won't let me fly away I need Need someone to love me Need somebody to carry me home to San Francisco and bury my body
2: there.
1: The story of a very unfortunate cull man who got rested down in old Hong Kong. He got twenty years privilege taken away from him when he kicked old Buddha's has gone.
0: I don't like politicians, particularly if they want to blame me for being the problem with America. It's true, this country has had a long history of separation of the races and probably still is based on economic and social differences and exists in other countries. And it's no exaggeration to say people identify themselves by the culture they have, the religion they belong to, the music they create, the food they eat, their dance, the education, and the values they impart to their young. Those things are how we identify ourselves. I'm an old white man, and I belong to a white culture. And if I'm the problem with what's wrong with America, then I'd like to know who's good for America. I'm an artist. I've spent a life looking and feeling beautiful things. That's how I live, and I know I belong to nature, the laws we should never divorce ourselves from. I know this because nature is always changing, and that nothing is equal. I wouldn't want everything to be the same. I've owned beautiful things from different cultures, even ancient cultures that no longer exist. I like eating Vietnamese, Italian, Indian, and Middle East foods. I've been to the Basilica in Rome and humbled by its art, and I'm not a Catholic. I've seen Japanese bonsai trees that are hundreds of years old belonging to Shinto spiritualism. I do believe in the natural world, and that's why I don't believe in creating equity. Get rid of old white men and make everything equal won't work. Now, professional basketball games are played predominantly by black athletes. And if I believed in equity, I'd say professional basketball should have more orientally racial players, that professional basketball games should be racially based and diversified. But you know what? That isn't going to happen because basketball games are based on something else. And it's not propaganda. Yeah, I'm an old man who knows how to think for himself. The way you wear your
2: hat,
3: the way you sip your tea, the memory of all that. Oh, no, they can't take that away from me, the way your smile just beams. The way you sing off key The way you haunt my dreams No, no, they can't take that away from me We may never, never meet again On the bumpy road to love But I'll always, always keep the memories the way you hold your
2: knife,
3: the way we dance till free, the way you change my life, no, no, they can't take that away from me, no, they can't take that away from me.
0: This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Hoagy Carmichael's music, one of the most successful Tin Pan Alley songwriters of the 20th century. Carmichael once said, You don't write melodies, you find them. First you heard Rockin' Chair, 1929. Then, Shh, The Old Man's Sleepin', somewhere between 1945 to 1951, then Memphis in June, 1945, followed by Who Killed Her?, then Hong Kong Blues, 1939, and finally, a cut with Fred Astaire, They Can't Take That Away From Me, from the 1937 movie, Shall We Dance?, a George Gershwin composition. Gershwin died two days before the movie was released, and the song was nominated posthumously for an Academy Award for the Best Original Song. "Steppeed," written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.